a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense on a Monday. And as always, we want you to help us in that effort to elevate the conversation. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Chime in. Let me know what you're thinking on a Monday and uh, help us elevate that conversation. And happy International Women's Day today. Uh, We're going to hit that uh, hard coming up at 1150 in the uh, last segment of the program today. Some uh, very interesting things that are happening uh, around the world in conjunction with that. And we're going to go back through uh, some of the women who have taught us some important principles over the past year uh, on this radio program and uh, help you uh, tap into that just a little bit uh, for our day today. Uh, Obviously, over the weekend, the uh, big news was uh, around the uh, pandemic relief bill. The $1.9 trillion package passed the United States Senate on a party line vote on uh, Saturday after a uh, through the night uh, voterama is what we uh, tend to call it on Capitol Hill, where a lot of amendments are put forward. Most of them are shot down. Uh, they go and go and go until everyone runs out of energy and uh, are completely exhausted. And then they vote to close it down and, and take the final vote, which is exactly what they did. Uh, so we'll watch that. And uh, I think uh, President Biden might be making a few comments on that uh, coming up here shortly. We'll jump to that uh, uh, if he uh, does take to the stand here during the program today. Uh, also coming up at 1120, Jason Perry, our good friend from the Hinckley Institute of Politics up at the University of Utah, will join us. We'll do a little breakdown of what happened on Utah's Capitol Hill over the past 45 days. The 45-day session wrapped up late uh, on Friday night, and so we'll break that down. And then if you haven't read uh, Scott Rasmussen's piece today, he did some very interesting national polling over the weekend uh, talking about uh, voter rights. Obviously, there is a bill in Congress uh, that will uh, change a lot of the uh, voting, federalize a lot of the voting process, and so we'll break that down with Scott Rasmussen coming up at 1135. Uh, so let's look at the uh, stimulus package. Again, it was passed on Saturday in the United States Senate on a uh, vote of 50 to 49. Uh, you had Senator, I believe it was Senator Sullivan, uh, had a family funeral and did not uh, vote on the Republican side of the aisle. So it was a 50-49. They didn't have to uh, wake up Vice President Harris and bring her over to cast the deciding vote on this. So 50-49 was the vote there. It now has to go back to the House. Remember, there the parliamentarian in the Senate uh, ruled that the $15 minimum wage component of the bill uh, did not pass muster, uh, was not germane to the bill, and therefore had to be uh, stricken from the bill. 
Uh, so that requires it to go back to the House. And my understanding is that the House will pick that up tomorrow, uh, vote on that, and then send it on to President Biden's desk for signature. Uh, so let's go uh, through a, a few things, break it down just a little bit. Uh, President Biden uh, immediately took uh, to the microphone on Saturday once the uh, bill had passed the Senate. And uh, this is what he said. When we took office 45 days ago, I promised the American people help was on the way. Today, I can say we've taken one more giant step forward in delivering on that promise that help is on the way. And it's not a moment too soon. I've been talking about the urgency of this need. For over a year, the American people were told they were on their own. This nation has suffered too much for much too long. And everything in this package is designed to relieve the suffering and to meet the most, most urgent needs of the nation and put us in a better position to prevail. So that's President Biden over the weekend, uh, again, touting the passing of the $1.9 trillion relief package in the United States Senate. Uh, not long after that, uh, of course, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the minority leader in the United States Senate, uh, took to the floor there uh, to give his perception, uh, his take on what the bill actually does and does not do. Democrats' response is to ram through what they call, quote, the most progressive domestic legislation in a generation on a razor-thin majority in both houses. The Senate has never spent $2 trillion in a more haphazard way or through a less rigorous process. We could have worked together to speed up victory, but our Democratic colleagues made a decision. Their top priority wasn't pandemic relief, it was their Washington wish, wish list. All right. Uh, again, that was uh, the minority leader, Mitch McConnell, uh, commenting after the uh, bill was passed on a 50-49 vote in the Senate. And uh, I think everyone agrees. This is one of those where we have to be very careful of the uh, the fake fights and the false choice. Uh, the false choice, of course, is that we either had to do $2 trillion, as uh, Leader McConnell rightly pointed out, Congress has never never spent that much in one fell swoop in such a haphazard way uh, or without significant amendment and debate. Uh, and so he's, he's not wrong there. Uh, and I think that is the, the big issue. And the false choice, of course, is that we, we either care about the American people uh, and are going to pass all $2 trillion, uh, of this package, uh, or uh, we don't care about anybody and we're, we're not going to pass it. Uh, and that is the, the false choice that Washington often presents. And again, it's both sides of the aisle have been guilty of doing this. So uh, we'll be equal opportunity offender today on this, to be sure. Uh, but to me, the, the biggest issue of all of this is this is this is not targeted. This is not specific. This has all kinds of things. The wish list uh, story is true. Uh, there is a lot of stuff in there that has nothing to do, nothing to do with COVID-19 and the pandemic or getting relief to hardworking Americans uh, or getting relief to hardworking small business owners uh, that uh, really have borne the brunt of a lot of this. Uh, and so to me, it, it's uh, it's unfortunate that we, we end up in this scenario where it is these all or nothing votes. Uh, and again, this is just classic Washington, D.C. They drag this thing through the night. They wear out the senator's. 
Uh, they get to the point where they're they're just done. It's like no more, no more. And then they take the vote and it's over. Uh, rather than doing it properly on the front end, and let's get let's get bills down to some manageable things. Many people had a had a little bit of a fit when uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin demanded that the bill be read. Uh, now I actually agree with Senator Johnson; it should be read. However, it was read to an empty chamber. There was nobody in there except for the pages and the staffers that had to be there to read the bill. So if you're going to say, okay, well, we need to read the bill so we know what's in this almost 700-page bill of $2 trillion, then let's make sure every single senator is sitting at their desk listening to it be read and have it in front of them and mark it as you go. Uh, Radical concept, radical idea. Uh, But that's how we really have to get to this. Uh, As I said, this will go back to the House. The House will pick it up tomorrow. They will pass it. They will send it to the president's desk. uh, And that will be the the end of that one. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will be joined by our good friend Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics up at the University of Utah. We'll do a little recap on what happened on Utah's Capitol Hill over the last 45 days. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 